Hi, I'm Mrs. W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in teaching, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to BS in Education. It's me, Miss W, and me, Miss B. That's right. We are here with episode number 49. You know what I just realized? That that's the first time we've done our intro without talking over <laughs> each other's names. You know, it doesn't always sound like that to the listener because sometimes I'll go through and mute one of us oh, when I wow. edit it. You're so fancy. I don't know that because I don't listen to our I show. Know, I know, but she can't doesn't listen to it. Oh, oh, my goodness gracious. Um, what did you realize? Our next though? episode is going to be episode 50, and that'll right. be our first, like, back-to-school back to episode. Back to How many weeks do you have till you start school? Well, as of this recording, I just had our very first... Yeah, I know like, you were at PD. That's why I thought about PD it. We had our PD today. It was like a book study for our campus. And uh, the week after next, I have to go back in for two straight weeks, and then the kids start the week after that so wow they still have another good three weeks until school starts and i have yeah but you're there for two weeks of pd yes which i actually really like and you know what's nuts is it's not it's great if you get you get paid for it though right you do get paid for it and well then yeah and the hours count towards all the hours we have to have and yes we but but it's all like useful pd like almost none of it is work in your room time i love so your we principal have to come in, oh my god she is the I best i want to send her something for principal appreciation day even though i don't know her because she just sounds so fabulous she's fabulous i love her anyway can we talk about your shirt for a second so i can talk about a shirt i once had yeah so she has the cutest shirt it says fourth grade teacher it's in script fourth grade and then teacher is in like big block rainbow letters adorable so our um our district would always do like a pump up the staff day yeah. for the whole district. And and each school would be wearing, we'd all have the same shirt that said the district name on it, but they'd all be different colors. Mm. And our school's color was just tan. Ew. So it all looked like we were topless. Ew. And since I was the newest teacher, uh, I didn't like put, they, I didn't have like a shirt order in. So they just gave me, an extra large and it so came, it came down, down to, to my knees, knees. <laughs> yes, like a sleep could... shirt when you're a five-year-old and you're wearing your dad's old undershirt as your sleep shirt Gross. it is so it was so silly but from far away it just looked like everybody was topless because the front of the shirt just had like something very small where the pocket would go yeah. and then it had something it big on the back why would anybody pick that color? Like, clearly your school was at the bottom of the list and they were like, well. Or they just didn't turn in whatever they were supposed the, to, to. And they were record. like, let's punish them and put tan on them. Right. Them tan shirts. Ew. <laughs> Dick moves. That's not so cool. I saw your super cute shirt and that reminded me and I thought I know, I'd it's ask. A cute shirt. Well, we all ordered ours from a website. There's a, there's yeah, a girl on my so team cute. who has a cricket machine. And last year she made all of the team shirts with the vinyl and stuff. But this year, That's she was a lot like, of work. can we just all pay $17 and order one from the... And I was like, yes, we can. So it's one of those things where there's like 30 different t-shirt colors to choose right. from. And I spent probably three solid days going back to the website and trying to pick the right background. So finally, I just got a white one because I was like, I can't make up my mind. And it won't show up on black because the cursive is in black. So I have to get... You're frozen. So I was like, no, I'm not. You're we're frozen. Just sit here for a second. Nope, you're the frozen one. There we go. It's All right. It's your internet. Okay, we're back. It is my internet. I can see that it only has two bars instead of um, one. I don't know why it's being a duck. Duck. Uh, yeah, I bet that's the same company that the, the theater company I work for that every semester they tell the staff, like, just choose one gift. And they send us, like, an online catalog. Aww. And it's, like, a mug or a shirt or a yeah. hat or a sweatshirt. I will it's always really pick cool. a shirt. I will always yeah. pick a shirt. I did notice that with my wardrobe. So I'm I'm really bad at, like, wearing clothes or, like, picking out clothes for myself. So mm-hmm. all of my shirts, first of all, all of my bottoms are either uh, leggings, which are way inappropriate in the workplace, or jorts, which are also inappropriate for the workplace, or just, like, <laughs> jeans 
which are too hot because it's the summertime. And then all of my shirts are either really nice, like polyester work shirts, yeah. or they're trashy t-shirts with 5K information on the back with all the sponsors. Like, I don't have any just like in between. basic black t-shirt. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me and why I can't just go to Target I don't and buy have, six. I don't oh. have much either. I have black, I have like two black t-shirts and that's it. I'm the same way. I have I a bunch of t-shirts and a bunch like of really a plain nice shirt, stuff. It's almost always black. So I, we need I to just we do. need to both go to Old Navy and the Gap with the express reason of like you're gonna buy five shirts, tees. five just plain ass shirts, plain ass just in between shirts that aren't a t-shirt or something fancy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got nothing. Um, All right. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, an, another movie. Uh, this will be our last movie before we go back movie. to regular school stuff and we won't have so any excited. time to watch movies because we'll be so busy but I i'm know. but i'm i'm very excited about this year not being last year that's just <laughs> that's what i'm excited about um so very well put right i think we all know what that means um so i'll start with my bs from this week we went to this super cool zoo thing where you can like mm-hmm. touch and feed a lot of the animals and i won't go into too much detail because um i saw the pictures so it did look really fun really cool very expensive and they totally hooked me because the more animals you touch the more you have to pay but i was like well, we have to touch all these creatures what? anyway how do- oh so you pay like a general admission uh, and you with your general admission you can go in and you can see all the animals obviously and you can mm-hmm. touch a lot of them like they have a basically any any animal that's not in a private enclosure you can go right. up and just touch but it was gross because they didn't have any hand washing stations anywhere or signs to say like please clean your filthy ass hands before you stick them in this aquarium and touch all these turtles and then wash them again afterwards so you don't spread salmonella salmonella all over the plus, right and then go touch a, a rabbit over here so it's just everybody's just it was weird i don't know how all the animals aren't dead but um to get to touch the cooler animals that you definitely want to touch and feed with your hands and they make it worthwhile like I did not feel screwed out of my money. I just felt like I wish I would have planned ahead of time so I could right. do what I was getting into. But, like, you get a full, like, almost 10 minutes with these animals. To, wow. They're sitting on your lap and stuff. It's really cool. But I was standing at a kiosk, um, and I felt a splash on my leg, and I turned around, and about two feet away from me is a person with a Britney Spears yellow python just wrapped around their body, and it's <laughs> pissing onto the floor. <gasps> And the pee was splashing onto my leg. And I was like, well, I've never seen this before. So then when the snake is done peeing, there's like, it looks like when you take an egg white and you scramble it, that substance plops out like a big blob of it just plops out when they're done peeing. So I saw that and also it was on my leg. (laughs) So that was a lot of BS. But other than that, highly recommend five stars. Oh my It's expensive. Goodness. It's nasty. We probably all have bird flu or whatever it is. But um and I got pissed on by a snake. But other than that, five out of five. My son, even the one who after I saw all the smiley pictures. He had and he even admitted it when we we were there for a good three hours. And he admitted when we got in the car, he's like, That was a good surprise. And then my daughter, I was like, Okay guys, how cause what happened was I picked them up from their respective camps. Because they both ended around lunchtime. And I was like, all right, we're, I have a surprise for you all this afternoon. Because my husband was on a meeting call like all day at the house. So I didn't want to bring yeah. him home. And they're like, where are we going? I was like, I'm just going to tell you. It's someplace we've never been before. So they couldn't they couldn't guess what it was. And the boys were like, I just want to go home and play Fortnite. And I was like, well, we're not doing that. We're going to have a surprise. <laughs> and then it was pretty funny because he was quiet for a minute. And he goes, are you going to drop us off at the orphanage? Because I make that threat all the time that I'm going to drop him off the orphanage. <laughs> So we got there and he was like, well, okay, it's pretty cool. And then we got in and they realized what you could do. And they were like, ah! so we got in the car and I was like, so was that a pretty good surprise? And like, yeah, that was good. And my, uh, leave that out. And then my I daughter, go- <laughs> my daughter goes, um, well, it wasn't the best surprise, but it was pretty good. And I was like, you don't have to say that first part. You can just say it was a good surprise. It's just like, no, I mean, it was the best surprise. I was like, no, it's not. You just said it's not. So don't come back and lie to me about it. I've, I've been cleaning and I found this note she wrote me that says, I love you, nanny. And I just want to like write a little note that says like, but I don't actually love you. I just like you. <laughs> <laughs> just so I find it in 20 years and Such then giggle my mean ass out of it. Girl. Gosh, she's so mean. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you got 
peed on by a snake. Um, okay. But other than that, it sounds pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, my BS is I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning. Why? Fully Why awake. Do I don't Ew. know. I I don't know. I got up to like pee or something and then I laid back down. I laid there for like 30 minutes and was like, well, nope. Guess this I'm isn't happening. Just awake now. Yeah, so then I went and watched some episodes of Hoarders on the couch. Mm. I didn't fall back asleep until like 45 minutes before I had to get up, so that sucked. Oh, this one episode of Hoarders, though, which it's nothing will motivate you to clean your house, like watching some episodes of Hoarders. Or just make you feel really good about your house in general. Be like, there might be dog hair everywhere, but I'm not that nasty. So this woman sleeps with her guinea pig, and the guinea pig was like this big, which a little weird or whatever. She just gestured about the size of a football. Yes, thank you. I keep forgetting that everybody can't see Nobody me. Nobody can see you. But it didn't just like sleep in her bed. She like put a bunch of hay and like carrots and Ew. shit for it to, <laughs> to nibble Ew. on. Well, they are nocturnal, right? Her bed but also nasty. So it's like you don't just like let your guinea pig sleep on your mattress. Ew. You let it build a nest build a where you sleep. Nest and blah, like, blah, 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 blah. Gross. Yeah, yeah, real gross. Um, but yeah, so I've just had like a kind of a yucky day because I Ew. felt kind of under the weather and have yeah. a headache, and I'm really sleepy. And you but... woke up at three in the morning. That sucks. My um, yeah. my father has this. I think it's a genetic thing on my dad's side of the family where they wake up way too early in the morning, like four o'clock in the morning. They're awake, mm-hmm. and then like grumpy. He's grumpy all day. That's just mm-hmm. him. Um, love you, dad. He's just grumpy all day because he's so tired. He didn't get enough sleep. So the wonderful thing about the state that they live in is that now it's legal to grow your own marijuana plants. So he's I think gonna... it's legal in like at least half the country now. So, it's a lot. Come on, rest of the country. And also stop testing people for marijuana unless they're actually operating a vehicle at that point in time. Yeah. Because give me a break. Everybody would oh, be Oh, speaking way of nicer. drug tests, I have uh, two job interviews on Tuesday. Like I haven't heard boo from anybody in a month. And then I heard back from three different places all in like a 24-hour period. Ooh, I need um, to fill out your... Um... Oh, yes. Thing I need to do for you. Thank you. Glad you said that. They are, I already have an interview with them, but thank you. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, did you have to do a drug test for your Mm-mm. current job? About half the schools I've had to work for make make you go in and do a pee drug test. And it's like... But I think it's because you live in a state where it's legal. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want to I don't make think sure it was legal at the time when I had really? to take the test, though. And my home state where I first worked as a... Uh, a full-time teacher. I had to do a drug test to work there, too. That doesn't surprise me because of where yeah. it is and yes. probably everybody <laughs> is on drugs there. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I will tell you that at the retirement of one of the people who taught at my school last year, uh, the principal asked, well, what are you going to do now that you're retired? And she made the universal sign for token up all the damn time by the pool. <laughs> and she goes, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. And I'm like, you know what? She's one of the happiest people on this campus. She yeah. made it through this year. And if yeah. somebody would have drug tested her, she probably would have been like, yep, I failed. You want to fire me? Nope. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So about this job interview, yeah. for the one that I really want, it's going to be three miles from my new house. Wow. Should we happen to close? And we'll close on the day you hear this podcast <gasps> if we saying. actually get to close. Not I know. all the wood. I know. So my, I think this is all particle board, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's originally wood at some point, right? Yes. It's got a a dusting of wood on it. But I have to do a 10-minute mini lesson, but it's not for students. They said they hope to get one student representative, so it's just going to be like some teachers and administrators. What the hell do I do? Wait, the lesson is supposed to be as if you are delivering a lesson you would deliver to children, but your actual audience will be teachers and administrators? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I can help. I'm and really it's only 10 minutes long. Okay. Okay. I, I might can... text you off okay. air because I have a, I have like 10 different ideas. And I really might have three different things. And then once I get here and get the general vibe of the room, because if they're all going to be like, I don't want to stand up and do anything, then what yeah. the fuck, man? Seriously. You're having me don't make interview me do for a dance slash theater position. And you're asking what? me to teach you something. To so teach you, you something. Get off your ass yeah. And do what I tell you to do. Well, the structure, yeah. the structure of the mini lesson part is that you are 
basically connecting with like something that we've already learned how to do. So we've already mm-hmm. talked about tap dance and blah, blah, blah. And we watched the thing. Today, we're going to learn how to do the shuffle hop, sh- hop, step, ball change, whatever. There you go. And then you model what it looks like. You break it down into to parts and then they and then okay. they practice it like in a pair together. They talk about what they struggled with. So it's it's very much like you, you show, you model they do with a partner or they do in like a very low stakes environment or they discuss it. And then after that, they're on their own kind of thing. So the mini lesson is just that part where you're delivering and okay. modeling. So. All right, good. That's helpful. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> that was very educational. It was. Um, Look oh, at us getting back into gear. Getting back into gear. Hell yeah. Was that your BS though, that you just have to do this weird shit for your job interview? Just that I woke up and woke feel up crappy in general today. I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm not sure how to do this. I just have too many ideas. Too, 10 minutes is such a short amount it's of time. It's a very short amount of time. Maybe you should come prepared with three and be like, which one would you like to experience I think today? I might do that. I might say like, how, you know, like how, uh, uh, how brave are we feeling? I've got yeah. this one that's more movement based. I've got this one where you're going to just be working in pairs and we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. Or I've got this one where we're going to all be, because I would really love to teach diamond dance. <gasps> but... Oh, it's so good they have to but they have to be in it or, or it's dumb and- like if it was a group of 30 teachers I, it's like I don't even give a shit because it's 30 of them and the whole so point is like there's like anonymity in it when there's exactly. that many people when there's, there's this instant them, yeah yes but when there's four it's like they're doing stakes. it for a group of exactly for sure oh I taught a um for our other job that we love so much I taught a uh, a big group of like 40 or 50 school administrators in um, a school district near me on just like team building and like how to view the things that you're asking your teachers to do and stuff. And they had so much fun and it was very exciting. So I think some of those things that we use, you might be able to incorporate. That's what I'm thinking about doing something that that's going to translate well to high school, middle school, and like just adult humans. That's what I might do. That's a good idea. Good call. Cool. Good. Problem solved. Okay. We did it. Um, Well, before we jump into the movie, should we hear from our camp correspondent? (gasps) Yes. Let's hear from maybe for the last time from Miss R, but she's she's given us way more um, camp correspondent stuff than we needed. So I think if some of her other stuff just relates (laughs) to other podcasts in general, I'm going to just throw it in there. You know what Just we could for do funsies. is do, put those in Insta stories. I don't know how to do that. Can I don't know do how to do it either, <laughs> but we All could right, figure it out. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Let's not promise anything on our social media anymore because we never do it. No, I guess it's so busy. If I get this job, I don't know how I'm going to edit this podcast. I know. We're going to be so rude. <laughs> we might have to pay somebody to help us. I know, but God. that'd be fine because I'll literally be making 10 times what I made the year before. Oh, excellent. All right. Maybe not 10, but definitely five times what I made. Okay. Uh, All right, cool. Let's hear from Miss R. Everyone, I am currently three days away from going home from camp. They always say that a good teacher's summer job is at the end of it, you are so ready to get back in the classroom and get away from this job. And that is exactly how I feel right now. So as I'm packing... I wanted to make sure I gave you one more little story. And it happened a couple of nights ago. I was on my final after dark rotation. So I had to work outside making sure that no kids are making out in bushes. So it's about 10.30 p.m. I'm just vibing because it's a storm. Kids aren't out anyway. So I'm just standing under a building with a flashlight shining it at nothing. And all of a sudden... Chaos ensues when one of the other counselors who is working finds out that a 14-year-old boy has burned a penis into the ceiling of his bunk. I saw the photo of it that the head counselor took with his hand next to it for comparison. His hand was probably a tenth the size of this dick. Oh my gosh, it was large. And it was very artistic. But keep in mind, he also burned this (laughs) into a wood cabin. So he could have set the place on fire. So this kid did have to go home. And he did get yelled at. But oh my gosh, if it was not the funniest thing I have ever watched happen in front of my eyes. I, I couldn't even pretend to reprimand him. Because I just thought it was so funny. So... 
there's my last camp story. I hope y'all have enjoyed. There may be a couple more here and there that Miss W and Miss B sprinkle in. But for now, this is my last camp story as I'm on my way out. It's been a great summer, everyone. The dick is timeless all throughout time and space. <laughs> no matter where you are, you can put a dick on it and it'll be better. Do you think that they have wood burning at this camp? That's what I was like, wondering. Do, they must he have steal? taken like, a little wood torch. <laughs> Oh, I hope that's so what he did, great. and he didn't like take a lighter. I'm, I am going to ask Miss R if she can send us a picture because I'm sure she has picture. one. Because I'm just imagining so like this monolith. Yeah, yeah. And it's... also, thank God he didn't burn the place to the ground. That's what I'm saying. Idiot kid. Oh my God, kids are the worst. But also, that's hilarious. So I can't be too mad about it. It's like <laughs> Jeff, you little turd. It's funny, but I don't. I don't like that you almost killed everyone. <laughs> Oh, so great. I wonder if he did it all in one day or if this was like his a camp secret, project like, the whole time right? he was there. Everybody would go to sleep and he'd just like draw a, like a like third a, of a yeah. nut. Yes, like in Shawshank where at night he's just got like a little tiny little thing and he's scraping his escape tunnel. Like exactly yeah, I wonder if he had a poster that yes. went over it and he, he would just, just had, peel it off. Yeah, he had an old 1980 whatever Cheryl Teagues covering up the thing. <laughs> great. Okay. Well, um, all right. Speaking of dumb kids, boy, have we got a movie for you this week. This oh movie yeah, has everything. It's got a lovable jock. It's got a teacher that loves his job. It's got a high-strung ladder climber who will stop at nothing to get what she wants. It's Election, starring Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick. Burr, 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 burr. And Chris Klein. I feel like he was a very staple. I so I have not watched this movie in years. I had never seen it. Had no idea this was a rated R movie. And oh. then I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely rated R. But I remember watching it probably when it came out. That might be the first and last time I saw it. And just being like, oh, this movie is so weird. And like, ugh. But I was a kid when it came out. I mean, I was a junior in high school. Maybe mm-hmm. a sophomore. I was a senior. But looking at it, watching it as an adult, I was rolling on the floor at some of the parts. Like, it's, it's so, so good. smart. It's so clever. Such it was a such movie. a funny movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was about. Like, I knew it was about an election. But I thought it was just like this teacher-student nemesis type deal i had no idea all the dirtiness deep and how horny it was so funny (laughs) um so for those of you who have not seen it before this is going to be kind of a hard podcast to follow and i feel bad yeah you should just watch it it's on netflix just go watch it it's on netflix yeah uh it's it's worth the watch it's totally worth the watch it might be the best movie we've reviewed I mean, Breakfast Club, I, I, mean, I freaking love it. And everybody loves it's it. It's a classic. But this is so unique. Yeah. Like, this is, a, this is yeah. like a cult classic. I wouldn't say a mm-hmm. cult classic, but it definitely like flew under the radar. Oh, they it call never... it a cult classic oh, on, on IMDb. They Sweet. do. So I thought we would take a second because I think one of the mo- reasons I didn't see it is because it came out in one of the best movie years of all time which is 1999. Mm. I think I mentioned this on a podcast once before and then I couldn't think of a single movie that came out that year. So this time I'm prepared. <gasps> Ooh, okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say them for a little while and then like you'll get the you'll get the gist. All right, so in 1999, uh, these are some of the movies that came out. Fight Club, oh. The Matrix, American Beauty, Green Mile, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh my god. Six Sense, Election. Being John Malkovich, oh. Talented Mr. Ripley, oh, Man on the Moon, Magnolia, Office Space, Girl Interrupted. Uh, I never saw Boondock Saints, but a lot of people really <gasps> oh, like I it. Love Boondock Saints. Um, oh, I'll have to watch it's it good. then. Uh, one of the best movies that I make my college students watch, my musical theater uh, history students, uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and oh, Uncut. Oh, I love that's such a um, Yeah, movie. Iron Giant, Cruel Intentions, American Pie, Blair Witch Project, October Sky, Any Given Sunday, Galaxy Quest, Austin Powers, <gasps> um, 10 Things I Hate About You, Notting Hill, one we, of the Star How did Wars. any of us make it through all these uh, movies? The Mummy, She's All That, uh, Mystery Men, that was a funny fucking movie. <laughs> It was really silly. Um, let's see if there's anything else that you'll really remember. Ah, oh, Bowfinger was that year. Oh Analyze gosh. this. Uh, let me see. I think that's about. I think that's that's but pretty much damn. it. There's there's like ten more movies on that list that that's I nuts. haven't seen, so I can't speak to. But yeah, 
1999 was an amazing an amazing year did everybody truly believe that like this is it guys 2000 we're like everything's done so we gotta maybe our whole load on this year this is it i was wondering if there was something that happened the year before that made a bunch of the movies get held because if you look at the list a lot of these stars are in more than one movie that year i don't know so i don't know something i need to talk to a movie scientist yeah yeah movieologist (laughs) what if that were a job um Dang, that's crazy. Okay, well, then that checks out why it yeah. flew under the radar because it is an excellent because movie. Because there were but there was like a, a thousand, thousand really great, movies. great movies that year. Yeah, it was really good. That's that was my nuts. senior year in high school, and I was super into movies, and I do remember that I went to the movies like all the time. Yeah. I remember the day I saw The Matrix. I saw The Matrix and Go. That's a movie that oh, wasn't on the Go. list, okay. but I really liked that movie, mm-hmm. Go. I saw them on the same day, and I was like... <gasps> I'll never have another day like this where I see two amazingly different and crazy good movies. At the same time. The same time. Incredible. So this movie is based on a novel by Tom Parada, which I did not realize. And now I'm going to totally read it because I want to see if the book is as smart as this movie is. Um, so we'll, let me, let's just do like a super quick synopsis so people know what happens since this is not as popular a movie. So we have, uh, Matthew Broderick is a teacher of the year guy. Mm -hmm. He teaches. He's been teacher of the year three three times. He's been teaching history in this high school for 12 years or something. So he loves his job, loves his students. Um, and then there is a student, one of those know-it-all, like, going to be the t- she is, number one in everything. What, the note I wrote down is uh, she's a horny Hermione Granger. She is, but she's less likable. Like she, oh yeah, she like shits all, she doesn't, she's just very conniving and very obnoxious right. and one of those always hand in the air kind of things. And you can tell that he is annoyed by this girl, but it turns into this event where she is running for class president. She's originally going to, or um, school student council president. She's originally unopposed. And then he talks this super sweet but real dumb basic jock Chris Klein Mm -hmm. into also running because he can't stand the idea of having to work with this girl for a full year but tell us there's another reason he doesn't want to be alone with this so the other reason is that she um had a relationship with another teacher at that school her geometry teacher um he you know took it too far but also she kind of like she was the snake oil salesman also in the yeah, relationship. Yeah, when, like, when you hear her talk about it, although yes, he's, he's definitely a child predator. Her. But she's when she's doing her monologue because you hear you hear like, all the different monologues. She was like, "Oh no, it was great. I liked being in a relationship with Dave or whatever yeah. his name was," and was like, "God, if he would have kept his damn mouth shut, it would have been fine." Yeah. So, so yeah. Like, so she's definitely nobody's likable in this movie except for Chris Klein. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So that's another reason. He's like, I don't want to be alone with her because she has a history. And of course, that guy right. lost his job. He lost his family, all that stuff. Right. So he's like, I can't I can't do this. So then dumb jock guy has a younger sister who is secretly gay. And the girl who she had been hooking up with decides suddenly like, oh, I'm what what is wrong with you? And she's she's actually tells her, like, I'm not a dyke. And then out of spite, she starts dating the girl's brother. So the sister gets really pissed off at both of them and she decides she's going to run just to fuck everybody up. So, Mm -hmm. so the girl, um, Tracy Flick is the name of Reese Witherspoon's crazy character. And she just starts spinning out while she is spinning out. So is Matthew, Matthew Broderick's character. Like they just all start spinning out in this hilarious way. And it culminates with the election, which Matthew Broderick ends up rigging so that she will not win. And then he gets caught. He loses his job. Um, He ends up moving to New York. And then he sees her several years later where she's apparently like either an intern or like an aide or something. An assistant or something to like a congressman. Yeah, congressman or or something. something Yes. So she she goes where you you would imagine her life would go. Like if you're projecting her life. And um, it's just, it's hilarious the way that they... It's so funny. And as they tell the story, you hear the the monologues from all these different main characters. So you hear from Matthew Broderick's character, you hear from Tracy Flick frequently, you hear from Chris Klein's character, and you also hear from his younger sister. So mm-hmm. it's just a great, like, four sub-stories 
to make this one event and it's just yeah i want to read the book really too smart. it's it was so funny i yeah highly recommend recommend it my husband kept giggling right before something funny would happen because he's, he's seen, seen it? it several times <laughs> yes so my husband <laughs> he couldn't believe i'd never seen it my husband oh. walked in i guess about 30 minutes in it was right when they were in the gym giving their campaign speeches and so mm-hmm. he he'd missed a lot at the beginning but he sat there and watched the rest of the movie. And then I would like sprinkle in like, oh, that's what this is. And he's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But he was laughing too. He's like, this is a really smart movie. Um, it's very funny. So I don't know if you caught this, but in the opening credit sequence, we see Matthew Broderick. What is his? Mr. McAllister. Mr. McAllister. Oh, that's right. So we see him like running around the track in the morning, getting his right. exercise on. He goes to the school gym. And then they did the scene that looks like the Ferris Bueller scene where he's taking the shower, where he's like singing in the show oh. in that montage he does that same thing when he's washing up in the I gym did after not catch that i had not noticed that the first time i saw the movie and i was like i wonder if that's a nod to ferris bueller because it's a, just a different school role for him but it looked a lot it like probably that. is that's very funny so let's see so what what did you put for your like what were your opening thoughts in this movie well the first time the 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 teacher that was banging reese witherspoon when he said something like super dirty i I, my first thing was like oh my fucking god what is this (laughs) (laughs) and then i wrote down fire them both i don't need to see the rest of this movie Because Matthew Broderick yes, was, was keeping the other teacher's secret. He was. He was. So the other the the other teacher who ended up getting fired, this was like they were in a band together. Like they were just bros. Yeah. And um, Mr. McAllister's like, no, this is super inappropriate, Dave. Like you need to stop. But he did. He like he totally kept the secret. And his family or his he and his wife were very good friends with the perv and his wife and they had like a very young toddler and they hung out all the time. And then of course, so the way he gets busted is he writes this like elaborate, beautiful love card, like watercolor painted, like paper decoupage thing that he had written this message. Like, um, I can't wait until we can run away together. I love you. Yeah. We're going to go to Fiji or something. And then it's like, I love you, your teacher, haha. I mean, your boyfriend, lover, or yeah. whatever. And he signs his name, and he's like, "We're in love." When he gets busted, so then of course he doesn't end up in jail. He does end up getting fired, but he just kind of fades out because his wife leaves him, and you know, as one would if you find out that your spouse is getting it mm-hmm. from a high school kid. And then it appears that there are no consequences for her either, which, you know, I, you know, if you're the sexual predator teacher, like, should there be consequences for the kids? So I don't, you know, that didn't bother me. Yeah, they didn't, that seemed, that didn't seem to be a big part in the movie. But what I put together in my head was like, her mom wanted to keep it quiet. Yes. So that her, you know, it didn't like taint her reputation because this was a super ambitious girl that was going to need letters of recommendation because she was going to go to Georgetown um, and her mother and stuff like that. Her mother was played by Colleen Camp, who was Yvette mm-hmm. from Clue. Like that's all I could, I yes. could not get out of my head. It was so great. So um, Tracy Flick's mother, who she's kind of floats around in the background every now and then, there's really only one really staple scene with her where you're like, oh, and you kind of feel sorry for this girl. Right. But the rest of the time you're like, you are the biggest piece of 10th grade shit I've ever seen in my life. She is very much like she's a paralegal. She's a single mother and she Mm -hmm. pushes her daughter very hard. She doesn't take losing for an answer. And so that's how her daughter is. She writes letters to... Oh, like uh, Connie Chung and um, yes, like and who somebody else. else. Who was the other and, one? Yeah, uh, Bar- and just asks them how they became successful, successful women, so she could pass on the information to her daughter. So she's, you know, that kind of mom. And so um, there's an opening scene where they're in the classroom. She's in she's in Mr. McAllister's class, and she's doing this narration in her head about how it must be really sad for all these teachers to just do the same thing over and over every year. For all of these kids mm-hmm. who are going to grow up and be super successful and make tons of money while they're just wallowing in their pathetic existence as teachers or something along those lines. Like yes. her disdain for teachers and just like, oh, these pathetic people who are, you know, we're just stepping on their backs just so we can have great lives. Like that must be so sad to be them. So um, that's kind of her inner monologue. And then, of course, he asks a question. She shoots her hand up in the air and he's totally ignoring her. And he's talking to all these dumb asses in the class who were like, barely making connections and then finally right he knows that he has to call on her and i'm like man we've all been there right like 
Right. You're trying to do the wait time thing and also like, I don't want to hear from you again. I don't <laughs> want to hear from you again. I already know that you know Let's. It. Let's talk about what was Chris Klein's character's name? Um, I wrote it down somewhere. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Paul. Paul. Was it Paul? Yes, it's Paul. Paul. God, was he just like the sweetest oh my little kid? So he was lovable as hell. So he's he's knocking on his his sister's door. Who the sister and her girlfriend were like making out and had just stopped, and Paul just like walks in, and she's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you? Don't you knock?" And he just goes, "Yeah." <laughs> Just a total Everything doofus. he said was so sweet. Just the genuine. way his acting while he gave his uh his, his speech, speech oh my god was so good. <laughs> that was so accurate. Whoever directed that, if they we weren't a teacher, this. I don't know. We should have we looked should that look up. <laughs> Whoever directed it, I would be shocked if they didn't have like experience with children Absolutely. because it was so well done the just like and and then i would do such a good job for you as the just like the yes. completely not stopping at all and just like just there's no through, emphasis no punctuation in his speech whatsoever just like monotone dribblage of words and then everybody in the in the crowd's like yeah yeah because he's the popular <laughs> guy that everybody loves so his his story is he was like the star football player and he Yes. Had a skiing accident, so he couldn't play sports anymore. And so that's kind of how Mr. McAllister roped him into running for president because he had no interest in student government. But he used that angle as like, you have a lot to offer people and it's not mm-hmm. just on the field. So they, they do the part with the speeches. Uh, Tracy, first there was first there was the kid giving the um, <laughs> the kid in the wheelchair who was giving his speech for uh, vice president. And he says, vice president, and he's like. Even though I can't really stand up for you, I'll stand up for you. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah. I love that that, that it was obviously a bunch of real high it school was. students. It was. Anybody that wasn't an actual Absolutely. Uh, star. Um, okay, so I did look up the director. Uh, it, it was directed uh, by Alexander Payne, who also directed Nebraska, The Descendants. Uh, that's that George Clooney mm-hmm. movie in Hawaii and Sideways and a bunch of other stuff. Huh. So, yeah. Okay. So Good director. He knows what he's doing. He did. He did yeah. a great job directing this movie. So that kid gets up, and then it's time for the prince for the main speeches. So Tracy mm-hmm. Flick gives gets up, and she gives her you know prepared, her very aggressive, very speech. aggressive, very political speech, and you know tepid applause. And then um, Paul gets up, and he does his. If I am student body president, I promise I will work hard for you. I will make this school a better place for everyone to be. You know, does his thing, and everybody goes yeah. ape shit. So then his sister Tammy gets up. And she gets booed at first and roasted and stuff. And this is one of my favorite parts. The principal of the school getting up and being like, hey, yes. if you're going to act up, like people. children, then you will be treated like children. If you can't act like adults, like he gives the stereotypical yes. like principal yes. speech. So funny. So she gives her speech and she's like, who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. This is all bullshit. We can't do anything anyway. So then the crowd goes wild. But of course, all the the administrators and grownups are really pissed off. And so she gets suspended for three days for mouthing off during her speech. Okay. And it's while she's suspended, she's riding her bike around and she rides past a uh, girls soccer game. And she Mm kind of stops and watches for a while. And she looks at their uniforms and they're all wearing private school uniforms. And so she starts formulating this plan in the back of her head, like, I want to go to this all girls school because I won't have a problem, you know, shooting my game over there. (laughs) So she starts like running the long game to get kicked out of her school. And um, so she, you know, she's, she's totally removed from the election. Like she has her own entire sub story, which I also love. Like, I just thought it had so so much to the story. All right. Can we take a break to talk about the actress that played her, Jessica, Jessica Campbell? Yes. Uh, she was also on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. So she she died mysteriously this year. This year? In December. And they're not sure what killed her. She had people at her house, so she wasn't... It, it's not like somebody broke in. Yeah. She just, like, went to the bathroom and then didn't come out. And there's all these, like, theories floating around on the internet, whether she... What? killed herself and the or died by suicide and her family's covering it up or whether somebody poisoned her or they think she might have uh, might have contracted covid she's a she was a neuropath so she was seeing patient is that what it's called no naturopath Natural. not neuropath I was like, <laughs> I know, I was like, what's that 
<laughs> she just <laughs> treats people so with brain waves. Um, she was a naturopath. Okay. So, but she was seeing a lot of different people, like uh-huh. treating them or whatever. Um, yeah. So they're still waiting for the autopsy results. Very but I definitely spooky. went down a rabbit hole and read a bunch of articles it on it. It was December, and, and they still don't have an autopsy report released. I guess it's. I guess it takes. I guess it takes a long for... time for certain for them to get everything back. Okay. So I'm sure you get updates every so often when things are um, crossed off the list. But to get, because I used to love this show that came on Discovery Health when that was still a a channel called Doctor Something and it was just a letter. I don't remember. It was this lady, um, what are the doctors called that do the autopsies? Corners? Yes, she was a coroner. And they would talk about all the different stuff. So certain things that you test for take, Sometimes it takes a year or more than a year because I guess they add like little enzymes yeah, and, and they have to wait for, for the reactions. Half life and, and all mm-hmm. that crap. That's crazy. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, How isn't it nuts? Funny. So, so I mean, I'll funny, I'll Google sad. this. I'll I'll Google this ever every so often. Yeah, give us an update on an episode. Give us an at update. Yeah, and Judd Apatow. Even though on. apparently Judd Apatow's a huge dick. Um, he have we talked about that before? I don't about know if we have. It was. Yeah, it was on, but actually his wife is way worse. But anyway, I heard it on another podcast. (laughs) I know, because she's so so funny. funny. Um, But I think he like donated uh, several thousand dollars to like a college fund for her son. Because she had a young son. I mean, she was like 38 years old. It's real sad. Sad. Oh, well. Very sad. So I didn't want it to, you know, it took us on a sad little, little detour should we take a quick pee break so we can digest that and jump back into it yeah let's take a quick pee break we're back now we're we're back here we are (laughs) okay so after the speeches tracy flick realizes that oh i'm not the favorite because of course she was going to win when she was unopposed right when she was the only person oh shit because that was one of the things that she in her relationship with dave that he told her was that people who are as brilliant and you know, smart and ambitious as you, the price you pay for that is loneliness. Like you just don't really have a lot Mm -hmm. of friends. And so she knew that she was going to be screwed. So she is walking down the hallway that evening and like her poster starts to come down and then she just flips out. Like this is where she really starts to spiral out. So she tears down all of her posters. She tears down all of Paul's posters, like destroys everything, goes ape shit. And then she throws them away in a in a trash can like right where um tammy was uh scoping out this soccer team like she was hanging out right. in the park or something so tammy goes and takes all the torn up posters and puts them in her backpack so that she can claim that she was the one who vandalized them all and she right. ends up getting expelled which is what she wanted all along and her parents put her in immaculate heart because that's where she wanted to be all along so right. tammy gets what she wants Exactly. I'm so, I really do want to read this book because I think part of the reason it's so good and the characters are so rich is because there's so much background stuff that we yeah. just didn't get to see. Absolutely. There's so much work done on these characters. Like I'm sure um, before uh, Mr. McAllister gets stung by that bee, oh. I bet in the novel it was mentioned earlier. Yes. So... Yeah. So, when, oh my goodness, that part. Oh God. So, Mr. McAllister, while all of this election stuff is going on, his he and his wife are trying to get pregnant. Like she's clearly only interested in him for his sperm at this point in their marriage. Right. And he starts helping out uh, his friend's ex-wife around the house, like doing all these little odd jobs and things, taking her to the mall and stuff when her car's mm-hmm. in the shop. And so he basically they they end up. Uh, confessing that or you know they're gonna start hooking up right so he's at her house one day and she she's like you could take me to that motel so they make plans that the next day they're gonna go to this motel called. but they just made out yeah they just made out they made out and she had to and he had to go to work okay okay so and what i found funny was the name of the motel they were gonna hook up at was called the american the american family inn which i thought was hilarious like these little (laughs) things in this movie all these little touches are so funny so um so the next day, when he's supposed to hook up with her, he decides that he's going to use his last period of the day to get ready. He's like, I have 48 minutes during eighth period to get right. prepared. So he, we see him in the copy room. He prints off a bunch of papers, and he comes into his class. He's like, pop quiz, motherfuckers. Don't talk while I'm out of the room. I'll be back in a minute to come pick him up. 
So then he like runs to his car and he goes to the motel. But can we talk about that? Wouldn't they all just cheat? Hello. That's that right? whole scene. I, I mean, obviously like, he doesn't care. Clearly he doesn't care. But but they didn't appear. They were all still working all on still it when working. he came back. Maybe it was like an I AP would just be like, class. get out the maybe. Maybe it was yeah. just a bunch of suck ups. I don't know. But he ends up. Um, so he he puts out like Russell Stover's candies on the on the counter with like this cheap ass bouquet of flowers and like and then he gets in the shower in the motel and like starts, washes his butthole in his carriage. It's just so funny. Yeah. Like he's getting ready for his date with this woman. So then he rushes back to school and he's like, all right, turn it in, you'll have a good day. So he he like hauls ass to get to his car, drives up to her house, knocks on the door, she doesn't answer, goes around to the back of the house, she's not answering. And while he's in her backyard, a bee attacks him and stings him on his eyelid. So this, his eye. oh, God, this to me, so like gross. the visual symbolism, though, of like his like deterioration into like my whole yeah. life is fucked. Like that right there was just such a great thing. So he starts leaving her phone messages like, hey, uh, I stopped by about that thing that we talked right. about. I'm in sweet blood. Like he's trying to be all subtle about it. Right. But he's like, but I'm in sweet number 426. 246, <laughs> yeah, like, yes. What sweet could that be, <laughs> dumbass? So um, let's see. Uh, then he eventually goes home. Okay, yeah, that's right. So he goes home. He gets a beer to put on his eye, which is like now swollen shut. Like it's, he looks fully like Quasimodo. It's disgusting. It's, it's gross. He shuts the fridge and he goes in the living room and he sees Linda, the woman that he was trying to hook up with, crying with his wife because she had gone and confessed that I kissed her husband and right. I'm so sorry. So he gets kicked out of the house. He goes straight to Linda's house in his shitty so ass car, little weird. shitty hatchback. He's sitting out in front of her house. So he sleeps in his car. He's got the midnight shadow or the five o'clock shadow. His eye is so disgusting by the morning. Like it's hard to describe how disgusting <laughs> oh, his eye is. Like it's open a little tiny bit, but not really. And yes. God, it's just disgusting. So that is the day of the, or, no, the she, election. Was that the day of the election when she had the That's cupcakes? That's the cupcake okay, day. So yeah. She has the, yeah. So he walks into school first thing and Tracy Flick is there, fret, you know, bright eyed, Mm-hmm. bushy-tailed, and she's made cupcakes with her mom that all say Pick Flick on them. And so she's... I wanted one of those cupcakes. I could taste it. Good. I was like, that is that is yellow cake with, with chocolate, chocolate frosting, frosting. And I will eat that And shit. I can taste oh it. I haven't eaten that in years, but I know but exactly so good. And you what can it make that like. for $1.99 total. That's I know. That's the beautiful thing but that, Because cakes. that's every cake I ever had yes. in my childhood. And they're so good. Hands yeah. down, I think a box cake mix with the store-bought icing is that you make yourself is better than any cake that you will ever buy like i have never Mm. gone to a restaurant and had a cake that i was like this is better than that box cake mix that i could just i made i one time made a cake from scratch and it was really good i made a chocolate stout cake using like some kind of stout Stout beer beer. because we because we were at like a brewery and one of the owners uh actually it was his wife um, mentioned that's what she would do with leftover stout. So I was like, I'll Google it. Sounds fun. It was good. good. Yeah, but I still want some yes, of that box yeah, cake. Some of that box cake, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, it's he's having a terrible day at work. He keeps calling right. L- Linda and calling his wife and like trying to work everything out. Nothing's going to work out for him. So he's just like, fuck all of this. And he's blaming this emotionally all on Tracy Flick. Like, all on Tracy. Like he is pinning all of his terrible life decisions and everything on how much pressure that she has like driven him to this because she's so obnoxious and he's trying so hard to maintain a balance without her around. Um, so then we have the night before the election when all of the candidates say their prayers. Oh my God. (laughs) So we start with Tracy and Tracy does this prayer where she's, Oh, so first of all, obviously Tammy is out of the election. She's out of the running because she got expelled. So one of her things is she's like, Dear Jesus, I don't talk to you much, or I don't ask for much, but clearly it was your hand that got Tammy removed from this race. So I'm going to ask you to, you know, bring it home or whatever. So she's, you know, praying that she's going to win this election and all and her whole tone is so selfish. Like, yeah. clearly I'm the one who deserves to win and he's an idiot. Just like her whole- Yes, Paul doesn't deserve it. Yes. like I wrote that down. Her whole tone is just so condescending and just like, uh, you just want to punch yeah, her in the mouth while twat. she's praying. I know. So then we see, was it Tammy next or Paul next? I can't remember. I think it was it was Tammy next. And Tammy was like, dear God, I know I'm an atheist, but I guess since I'm about to go to Catholic school, I should probably practice. <laughs> and she's basically, what does she pray for? Um, 
I can't remember what her prayers were. It was something funny. I don't. I don't either. Like, I don't remember. It was very low state. You know, it was just it was just like a funny mm-hmm. offshoot. So then we we see Paul laying in his bed and he's and he's praying. He's like, "Thank you, God, for for my family and my friends and my truck, mm-hmm. my truck." And then he goes, "For my penis, which I've been told is larger than normal." It's very large. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he's just, but he's very genuine in the way he does he it. He is. He's so, stupid he's so and sincere. Was he okay? This is. I'm going to go out on a limb. Was he the inspiration for Bobby Newport in Parks and Rec? Oh, maybe Bobby so. Newport, <laughs> just like a dum yeah, dum that's dumb, just like, yeah, dumb my dumb. dad owns my dad owns the Sweetums factory. Yes. I'm gonna be the councilman. He, it, that's what it reminded me of. So that the whole movie, like, I was conflicted because I hated Tracy Flick so much, but like, she had a pretty shitty home life. Like, she right, her mom works all the time, so she's kind of like on her own. There's she's under a ton of pressure. She works her ass off to be number one at mm-hmm. everything. She's on all the committees. Like, she really does work, her and ass she off. would clearly be the best candidate 100%. But, but, but she also so ran a dirty and, campaign, she ran a dirty yeah. campaign, and everybody hates her because she's obnoxious. And then you have Dum Dum Magoo, who's just like. Everybody likes him because he's real cute and he's just nice to everybody, but he's dumb as a brick. And he's got a larger he's than average penis. Larger than average penis. He's got a truck. Um, he lives in a really great neighborhood. Like his parents mm-hmm. are clearly wealthy. Like clearly he has never had any real problems until he fell down the mountain right. and broke his leg. Right. So like, oh, yeah. it just, to me, it's that whole real life parallel of like, some people just have that, that charmed life and like magical things just happen to them all the time. And then you have mm-hmm. those other people who are like gritty and feisty because they have to work their ass off for everything. So anyway, so he's, he says his prayer and, um, and he's just so, he's just so pure and you just love him. You just love him so much. So then the next day it's election day. It is. Yes. So when I voted for student council stuff, it was always like during homeroom, you get your little slip of That's paper. That's me check too. It, but in. I guess they couldn't make this plot work. Right. It had to be. Without it being like a real big, election. intense. So they have like so, voting So booths. I'm wondering. Like, you have to sign in with your name. Like you have to give them your name. They check you off the list before they give you the ballot. Like it was intense. So I'm wondering since, since this teacher who is so good and is so thorough, who obviously is the sponsor for student government and teaches American history, I'm wondering if this is all of his processes that he put in place are coming to bite him in his own ass. Oh, that's a I'm wondering if that would be in, in the, the book. book. So now we because when they book. go to count, yeah, I know, because when they go to count the votes. Um, There's a system in place. Yeah, yes. So the system is that it has to be counted by students so there's two students together counting the the ballots Mm -hmm. and then it has to be verified by a second count by the teacher Uh, a teacher right so in this case of course it's mr McAllister. so um so i'm wondering did you recognize who the kid who was insisting who did the count was that who that was i'm gonna give you a hint okay that one night <gasps> you oh, made everything, everything all right. right. Is it Hunter? <laughs> yes, office? Hunter. Shut yes. up. It took me forever to figure out who I it was. Because he's been in a bunch of like yeah, little stuff. Little... And I had to scroll through his IMDB. Yes. And then when I saw it was Hunter, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. when he was like 16 years old or That's whatever. Hysterical. So yeah. he, yeah, so he counts the ballots and McAllister comes in and he's like, man, it was a squeaker. It was just one, he, or Tracy Flick won by one vote. And so, mm-hmm. because originally he wasn't going to, McAllister was like, who won? You know, just tell me like, and he's like, well, I'm right. not supposed to tell you until, you know, you verify it. He's like, dude, just fucking tell me who won. Cause his eye is like swollen all the way shut. Yes. He hasn't brushed his teeth in two weeks. You could tell mm-hmm. like he's just a hot mess. So then he's like, well, you know, Tracy won by two votes. And so then he's like, son of a bitch. So he goes and sits at his desk. And as he's recounting the votes, he throws away two of Tracy's ballots. So, and so what, what really urged him to do that with his monologue that you're hearing in the background. So while he's counting, Tracy Flick is, has a hall pass for the bathroom. So she comes and like peeks in the classroom window to see, you know, to kind of Mm -hmm. gesture at the vote counters, like, how's it going? And one of them gestures like, yeah, you got it. So she starts like doing this silent, like, celebration dance in the hall so he goes so then you hear McAllister's inner monologue as he's counting and he looks over and he sees her and he goes and the other thing that's great about the directing in this movie is how they would freeze frame on her like Mm -hmm. she would they would freeze on her making these terrible faces like right before she's about to talk and he would he would voice over these things so they freeze her like in this terrible pose while she's celebrating and he goes the sight of Tracy at that moment affected me in a certain way 
he, and then he said something else and he goes, but mostly it was her face. He goes, I don't think it was the fact, maybe it was the fact that she won, but I think it was mostly just her face. So that's when he decides to throw away these two ballots. Mm-hmm. So then when they go to report the winner to the principal, uh, Hunter gets all pissed off. He's like, there's yeah. no way that's correct. Cause when I counted, there were 803 votes and Tracy was winning by one, but now there's only 801 votes and Paul is winning. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. And the principal is basically like, uh, I don't like that you're, it sounds like you're about to accuse Yeah, are you calling Mr. McAllister a liar? A, a liar? So it gets announced that Paul is the, the student body president. The winner. And so this is announced in the gym. And of course, right before, like, Tracy just knows she, she's won. So she stands up when they announce Paul. And then she's like, she takes it down a notch and she sits down. You can tell that she's just dying on the inside. So then the next part is where she's at home bawling her eyes out i believe so she is just like biggest ugly cry ever and you're you know gloating about it and then her mom walks in and to comfort her and she gives her she drugs her to go to sleep basically like i'm pretty sure she gave her some valium or something she gave her some valium or something yeah she's like it's gonna be okay so as she's leaving the room mom goes you know, maybe if we just would have made more posters like I told you, or if you would have yeah. changed your speech yeah. the way I asked you. If you'd have listened to me, to me right. this wouldn't have worked out. We'll talk about it later. So she, she, you know, rubs it into her daughter's face. And that was the one moment in the whole movie where you're like, oh, this poor kid. Yeah, poor Tracy. But other than that, that was that was the only, like, moment of, like, oh, this kid is a shit because right. she was raised this way. So then he's at, like, Bennigan's or something for dinner, right? Like, eating by himself. Yes. So his eye is starting to, the swelling is starting to go down because now the peak moment, the climax of this, you know, election has gone away. So he's starting to chill. And Paul walks into the restaurant with his parents and they're just, oh, Mr. McAllister, you're the best. And Paul just really looks up to you and blah, 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 just all this shit. And um, the next day, is it the next day when the, the shit hits the fan? Yeah, because the janitor whom... At the beginning, McAllister was cleaning out the fridge and missed the trash can and got Chinese food on the floor. So the janitor gets his revenge when he's taking out the trash and finds two votes in McAllister's garbage. Which, dude, you should have chewed that shit up and swallowed it if you knew your school took this that seriously. Like, dude. So he was just, he was phoning it in because he was too distracted to, to cheat the right way. So I actually totally had a teacher cheat an election in front of me when I was in high school. In high school? That's rough. Yeah, it was our um, our election for uh, for dance club president and vice president. We were counting the ballots and the two, the girls that won president and vice president were not, um, were not very enthusiastic participants. Oh. It, they were just more popular. So she- She flubbed it a little bit. She did. You know that's fair. She called. So I was I was a co-vice president, and but I did not win. I certainly did not win. Well, <laughs> isn't that crazy? It's totally inappropriate. She was counting it in front of us. That is but also like me and my friend Renee, because I was president of the thespian club and she was vice president. And then she was president of the dance club and I was vice- like, we discussed it. Yes. We were like, who's going to run who's, for what? Yes. Um, I did win the thespian one, though. Uh, but the dance fair one. Yeah, square. totally. But you have to decide, like, are these just going to be appointed positions or are you going to nominate people? And then I, as the teacher, will elect who it is. Or is this going to be right. a true, like if you don't want to we did a, a true, true vote, but contest, then she was like, these to... kids are not going to do what they're supposed right. to do. So, she, <laughs> so well, she just changed it. I mean, teachers vote counts for 51 percent. I, I guess like, so. I guess so. Consideration. She, she could have been open about that. But, um, mm-hmm. but still, that's funny. Um. Okay, so yeah, I can't believe he got fired he over got this. Fired over this—that's ridiculous. Totally for a principal that called one of the students a little bitch forty-five <laughs> minutes earlier in the movie, <laughs> to then be like taking the high road, I'm gonna fire but you. Know what you it because... was? Because her, because Tracy's mom is a paralegal for one of the biggest <gasps> law firms, that's and he knew right. that there was gonna be some suing going on if he didn't. So McAllister gets fired. Good call. Good the, call. You know, the results get overturned. So then we hear um, McAllister's inner dialogue as he goes on with his life. So, you know, he and his wife split up and he, she takes everything. So he's broke as a joke, can't get a job anywhere because, and this is in 99 before like tons right. of social media or any social media or, you know, and the news travels all over the country that he, you know, through the newspapers that this horrible male teacher is trying to 
you know, hold down this strong, empowered right. student girl. So he's just a total pariah. So he ends up in New York and he gets a job um, as a docent and tour guide yeah. at the uh, Museum of Natural, the Natural History. Natural History Museum. Yeah. And it's funny the way he's voicing it, though. He's like, I ended up back in education. I found an education job. And, you know, he's walking around with a flag and all these uninterested tourists and he's dating somebody new. But like his... He has a very optimistic sounding monologue right. where like he's changed and he's taken the high road and like he's, you know, really evolving his life. So the end of the movie was so funny. He ends up in Washington, D.C. for some kind of con- like museum docent conference and he stays an extra day and he's walking around with like a, a shake or something. I don't know. I don't, a milk. A it must be a milkshake because that looks good it when looks it hits the back really of a car. Yeah. And he catches. A, he's he's like across the street from some kind of state building and out comes this. Uh, Senator and Tracy Flick is right there at his side. Clearly she works mm-hmm. for him and she's making the same facial expressions that she would make when she would like schmooze with Dave and like getting into the limo with him and everything. And he's, he's like, I realized at that moment that I didn't, I didn't hate Tracy. I just felt really bad. Yeah, was it mad at her at all? Like she, <laughs> she, you know, what must her life be like? Like he's trying to kind of like at the beginning of the movie, how she's talking about how pathetic right. his life is. Now right. he's like, how pathetic her life must be and blah, blah, blah. So then the limo starts driving away and he just like goes ape shit and throws his shake at the back of the limo because he loses his shit. It was hilarious. Yes. And then he runs off and it's just, guys, such a great movie. It was really, oh, I loved when they showed his apartment in New York also. (laughs) If you guys are wondering why I'm always complaining about where I live, just that, like, that's exaggerated. But not a ton, I don't feel. But not a ton. Rent's pretty accurate. That's that's probably about right for how much a place like that would cost so for those of you who haven't seen it it's a kitchen but his bed is like where a table should be and then the bathtub is like where a pantry should be like it's literally a one-room apartment but it's it's like 200 square feet yes it's tiny it's so funny but he's talking about how like simplifying my life and just like making some yes so great oh it's such a good movie movie. i'm gonna assume everybody listening to this did watch it i saw i got to see matthew broderick in a play once and he was spectacular was he really that's awesome he was so good i've seen several movie stars in uh broadway shows before Mm -hmm. and they've they've been fine yeah they're fine. I saw Sigourney Weaver in something. She was fine. Yeah. It, but it like he's got the he chops. was good. Yeah. You could tell he's trained in theater. God, he was so good. Yeah. So nice job on that movie. I already forgot who the director was, but Alexander I kind of want to go. I, nope, that's a historical figure, right? Alexander Payne. That sure is. <laughs> he did something. He sure uh, did. Something. Oh no, this is Alexander Payne. Hell yeah, that's right. That's right. Good job. I did you did it. remember. I, I kind of want to watch Sideways now because Sideways also has that that character that just keeps screwing yes. his life up. The one that cheats on his uh-huh. ch- cheats on his girlfriend with Sandra O oh and then like runs into a tree oh <laughs> to I cover seen it that up. Movie in forever either. I haven't either, but I'm pretty sure I own it. I might watch it tonight. Oh. Well, all um, right. So that was election. Spoiler everybody. alert! That was election, and we just told you everything that happened. <laughs> the whole movie. We should just next summer. We should just call this story time, we where we just recap a movie. Recap a movie. We'll just retell it. Well, we had to retell this one because I don't think most people have seen this one. Like Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's. I've seen that. Dangerous Minds. Yes, we know you've seen that. seen it. I'll do the little promo preview like I've been doing on the other one. So hopefully okay. some people watch it because it's, it's definitely definitely worth it. Definitely worth 100%. it. Speaking of all worth yeah. it. Let's talk about our all worth it moments. Okay. Um, I joined a gym. Good for you. Yeah. I've been going to my physical therapy, which my physical therapist told me today that I was a really fast healer. Aww. I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag or anything. But, <laughs> but she said uh, last week, she was like, I feel like you would really benefit from a stationary bike mm-hmm. because it's um, low intensity, but I can still yeah, like low impact, get a good but... cardio. Yes, low impact. That's mm-hmm. what it is, low impact, but I can still do high intensity. Are so I joined a, a Planet Fitness. Wow, yeah. I want a Peloton. I want to be in that cult so bad. I want to be in it. I know. If I get this job, though, I can afford it. So, so yes, yeah, so I've been going to the gym. I joined their luxury package that get lets you get into like their their room they have all these massage chairs and tanning beds and i don't know there's some kind of machine that's supposed to like i'm not gonna do the tanning bed but there's some kind of machine that's supposed to do something and just like melts all your fat off is it one of those little jiggle it like in the 50s 
but it's but it looks like a tanning thing so i need to huh. look into it because you have to have somebody like turn it on for sure. you or whatever fat blastomatic yeah so i got the the fancy subscription which is like 20 dollars a month instead of 10 Whoa. <laughs> planet fitness is That's so cheap. cheap holy That's balls nuts. so so cheap well good for you um and the rest of my oh, all worth it. This is just going to be putting out positive stuff. I closed on my house today. <gasps> Not in real life, but, but when, when this, this comes air, out, we're going to pretend. Hooray! <laughs> she has a house. Miss W is a homeowner yes. again. It's finally happened. Finally. Um, so I guess my all worth it is that um, I actually have gone to a couple of useful PDs in the last couple of weeks. And like I mentioned at the beginning, it's useful because I know that we'll actually be able to implement these things this year because it's not what last year was. Last year. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm not feeling already prematurely burnt out. I guess that's my all worth it moment. And that's about all I can muster up at this point in time because it's coming. It's getting close. It's getting real close. The next time we talk to you, we will be back in school. That's right. Get ready for that, folks. Get All right, me. take us home, Miss B. All right, do you have a BS in education? We want to hear from you. You can email us, BS in education 2020 at gmail.com. Since we're about to go back to our regularly uh, scheduled podcasts and um, topics, you can, if you have any topic ideas or things that you want us to talk about, let us know. You can follow us on Instagram. I don't know why, because we don't ever post anything at BS in education. Or you can give us a call at 234-73-TEACH. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us a story about your stuff, and we might play you on the show. Yeah. So exciting. This has been a BS in Education. Classes ended. Time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Classes ended. Time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to ABS in Education. Tommy hurts.